Deductive Logic by St. George William Joseph Stock, M.A. Part 3 of Inferences Chapter 29 Of Trains of Reasoning 800 the formal logician is only concerned to examine whether the conclusion duly follows from the premises. He need not concern himself with the truth or falsity of his data. But the premises of one syllogism may themselves be conclusions deduced from other syllogisms, the premises of which may in their turn have been established by yet earlier syllogisms. When syllogisms are thus linked together, we have what is called a train of reasoning. 801. It is plain that all truths cannot be established by reasoning for the attempt to do so would involve us in an infinite regress wherein the number of syllogisms required would increase at each step in a geometrical ratio. To establish the premises of a given syllogism, we should require two preceding syllogisms. To establish their premises, four, at the next step backwards, eight, and at the next, sixteen, and so on, ad infinitum. Thus, the very possibility of reasoning implies truths that are known to us prior to all reasoning, and however long a train of reasoning may be, we must ultimately come to truths which are either self-evident or are taken for granted. 802. Any syllogism which establishes one of the premises of another is called, in reference to that other, a prosyllogism, while a syllogism which has for one of its premises the conclusion of another syllogism is called, in reference to that other, an episyllogism. The Epicarama. 803. The name Epicarama is given to a syllogism with one or both of its premises supported by a reason. Thus, the following is a double Epicarama. All B is A, for it is E. All C is B, for it is F. Therefore, all C is A. All virtue is praiseworthy, for it promotes the general welfare. Generosity is a virtue, for it prompts men to postpone self to others. Therefore, generosity is praiseworthy. 804. An epicarama is said to be of the first or second order, according as the major or minor premise is thus supported. The double epicarama is a combination of the two orders. 805. An epicarama, it will be seen, consists of one syllogism fully expressed together with one, or it may be, two enthymemes. C557. In the above instance, if the reasoning which supports the premises were set forth at full length, we should have, in place of the enthymemes, the two following prosyllogisms. 1. All E is A. All B is E. Therefore, all B is A. Whatever promotes the general welfare is praiseworthy. Every virtue promotes the general welfare. Therefore, every virtue is praiseworthy. 2. All F is B. All C is F, therefore all C is B. Whatever prompts men to postpone self to others is a virtue. Generosity prompts men to postpone self to others, therefore generosity is a virtue. 806. The enthymemes in the instance above given are both of the first order, having the major premise suppressed, but there is nothing to prevent one or both of them from being of the second order. All B is A because all F is. All C is B, because all F is, therefore all C is A. All Mahometans are fanatics, because all monotheists are. These men are Mahometans, because all Persians are, therefore these men are fanatics. Here it is the minor premise in each syllogism that is suppressed, namely, all Mahometans are monotheists, these men are Persians. The Sarites, 807. 
The Sorites is the neatest and most compendious form that can be assumed by a train of reasoning. 808. It is sometimes more appropriately called the chain argument, and may be defined as a train of reasoning in which one premise of each episyllogism is supported by a prosyllogism, the other being taken for granted. This is its inner essence. 809. In its outward form, it may be described as a series of propositions, each of which has one term in common with that which preceded it, while in the conclusion, one of the terms in the last proposition becomes either subject or predicate to one of the terms in the first. 810. A sorites may be either 1. Progressive or 2. Regressive. Progressive sorites. All A is B, all B is C, all C is D, all D is E, therefore all A is E. Regressive sorites. All D is E, all C is D, all B is C, all A is B, therefore all A is E. 8.11. The usual form is the progressive, so that the sorites is commonly described as a series of propositions in which the predicate of each becomes the subject of the next, while in the conclusion the last predicate is affirmed or denied of the first subject. The regressive form, however, exactly reverses these attributes, and would require to be described as a series of propositions in which the subject of each becomes the predicate of the next, while in the conclusion the first predicate is affirmed or denied of the last subject. 8.12. The regressive sorites, it will be observed, consists of the same propositions as the progressive one, only written in reverse order. Why, then, it may be asked, do we give a special name to it? though we do not consider a syllogism different if the minor premise happens to precede the major. It is because the Sorites is not a mere series of propositions, but a compressed train of reasoning, and the two trains of reasoning may be resolved into their component syllogisms in such a manner as to exhibit a real difference between them. 8.13. The progressive Sorites is a train of reasoning in which minor premise of each episyllogism is supported by a prosyllogism while the major is taken for granted. 8.14. The regressive sorites is a train of reasoning in which the major premise of each episyllogism is supported by a prosyllogism while the minor is taken for granted. Progressive sorites. 1. All B is C. All A is B. Therefore, all A is C. 2. All C is D. All A is C. Therefore, all A is D. 3. All D is E. All A is D. Therefore, all A is E. Regressive sorites. 1. All D is E. All C is D, therefore all C is E. 2. All C is E, all B is C, therefore all B is E. 3. All B is E, all A is B, therefore all A is E. 8.15. Here is a concrete example of the two kinds of sorites resolved each into its component syllogism. Progressive sorites. All Bideford men are Devonshire men. All Devonshire men are Englishmen. All Englishmen are Teutons. All Teutons are Aryans. All Bideford men are Aryans. 1. All Devonshire men are Englishmen. All Bideford men are Devonshire men. All Bideford men, therefore, are Englishmen. 2. All Englishmen are Teutons. All Bideford men are Englishmen. Therefore, all Bideford men are Teutons. 3. All Teutons are Aryans. All Bideford men are Teutons, therefore all Bideford men are Aryans. Regressive Sorites. All Teutons are Aryans, all Englishmen are Teutons, all Devonshire men are Englishmen, all Bideford men are Devonshire men, therefore all Bideford men are Aryans. 1. 
All Teutons are Aryans. All Englishmen are Teutons, therefore all Englishmen are Aryans. 2. All Englishmen are Aryans. All Devonshiremen are Englishmen, therefore all Devonshiremen are Aryans. 3. All Devonshiremen are Aryans. All Bidefordmen are Devonshiremen, therefore all Bidefordmen are Aryans. 816. When expanded, the Sorites is found to contain as many syllogisms as there are propositions intermediate between the first and the last. This is evident also on inspection by counting the number of middle terms. 817. In expanding the progressive form, we have to commence with the second proposition of the Sorites as the major premise of the first syllogism. In the progressive form, the subject of the conclusion is the same in all the syllogisms. In the regressive form, the predicate is the same. In both the same series of means or middle terms is employed, the difference lying in the extremes that are compared with one another through them. 818. It is apparent from the figure that in the progressive form we work from within outwards, in the regressive form from without inwards. In the former we first employ the term Devonshireman as a means to connect Bidefordmen with Englishmen. Next we employ Englishmen as a means to connect the same subject Bidefordmen with the wider term Teutons. And lastly we employ Teutons as a means to connect the original subject Bidefordmen with the ultimate predicate Aryans. 819. Reversely, in the regressive form, we first use Teutons as a means by which we bring Englishmen under Aryans. Next, we use Englishmen as a means whereby to bring Devonshire men under the same predicate Aryans. And lastly, we use Devonshiremen as a means whereby to bring the ultimate subject Bideford men under the original predicate Aryans. 820. A Sorites may be either regular or irregular. 821. In the regular form, the terms which connect each proposition in the series with its predecessor, that is to say, the middle terms, maintain a fixed relative position, so that if the middle term be subject in one, it will always be predicate in the other, and vice versa. In the irregular form, this symmetrical arrangement is violated. 8.22. The syllogisms which compose a regular sorites, whether progressive or regressive, will always be in the first figure. In the regular sorites, the syllogisms may fall into different figures. 8.23. For the regular sorites, the following rules may be laid down. Only one premise can be particular, namely, the first, if the sorites be progressive, the last, if it be regressive. 2. Only one premise can be negative, namely, the last, if the sorites be progressive, the first, if it be regressive. 8.24. Proof of the rules for the regular sorites. 1. In the progressive sorites, the proposition which stands first is the only one which appears as a minor premise in the expanded form. Each of the others is used in its turn as a major. If any proposition, therefore, but the first were particular, there would be a particular major which involves undistributed middle, if the minor be affirmative, as it must be in the first figure. In the regressive sorites, if any proposition except the last were particular, we should have a particular conclusion in the syllogism in which it occurred as a premise, and so a particular major in the next syllogism, which again is inadmissible as involving undistributed middle. 2. In the progressive sorites, if any premise before the last were negative, we should have a negative conclusion in the syllogism in which it occurs. This would necessitate a negative minor in the next syllogism, which is inadmissible in the first figure as involving illicit process of the major. In the regressive sorites, the proposition which stands first is the only one which appears as a major premise in the expanded form. Each of the others is used in its turn as a minor. 
If any premise, therefore, but the first were negative, we should have a negative minor in the first figure, which involves illicit process of the major. 825. The rules above given do not apply to the irregular sorites, except so far as that only one premise can be particular and only one negative, which follows from the general rules of syllogism. But there is nothing to prevent any one premise from being particular to any one premise from being negative, as the subjoined examples will show. Both the instances chosen belong to the progressive order of sorites. 1. Barbara. All B is A, all C is B, all C is A. All B is A, all C is B, some C is D, all D is E, therefore some A is E. 2. Dishamis. Some C is D, all C is A, some A is D. 3. Derii. All D is E, some A is D, some A is E. 1. Barbara. All B is C, all A is B, all A is C. All A is B, all B is C, no D is C, all E is D, therefore no A is E. 2. Cesare. No D is C, all A is C, therefore no A is D. 3. Chemestres. All E is D, no A is D, therefore no A is E. 8.26. A chain argument may be composed consisting of conjunctive instead of simple propositions. This is subject to the same laws as the simple sorites to which it is immediately reducible. Under progressive, if A is B, C is D. If C is D, E is F. If E is F, G is H, therefore, if A is B, G is H. For regressive, if E is F, G is H. If C is D, E is F. If A is B, C is D. Therefore, if A is B, G is H. The end of chapter 29, read by Rick Kistner, for lit to go on the web at fcit.usf.edu.